there are some lies in our science books. Taught it for 15 years. Even though I'm not teaching it anymore, I still like to study. It's so many neat things to learn. We're going to cover some of that tonight. Perception is being managed. We are being steered and guided by a hidden hand. The whole world has been duped by the media that is not real. <laughs> smart thinking, possible time traveler, smart thinking. That night, boom, contact memory. And then just, Alex, if you don't agree, you'll be sent to a re-education camp. Just because I'm old doesn't mean I've lost my touch with the ladies. Experts are suggesting that we're in a golden age of shape-shifting reptilian sightings. Now, why is that? I was, and still am, a huge conspiracy guy. I literally ran out of new tin hat topics to research. It was most definitely not capable of melting steel. Then I would be a crackpot if I thought that was that was the, the case. Thought that was that was the, the case. Welcome to the Hypothetical Institute a podcast about conspiracies. My name is Luke. I'm Salty. I'm Cam. How are we, gents? Good. Good. In a good mood. Yeah. Now yeah. the giggles are out. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we're going to be talking about some pretty funny topics today, so yeah. I can understand why we all had a case of the giggles before we started. And extracting the shit out of people's brainstems and stuff. Oh, not people. Children. Oh. You can get, get out, out of people just, too. Yeah, you can get out of people. So yeah. we're going to... A much requested topic. We had a few listeners say... Can you have a sneaky look into this, please? Adrenochrome? We're also going to be looking at the murky, perhaps even murkier world, of mattress sales. Yeah, mattresses, huh? Who would have thought? Let's yeah. start with uh, adrenochrome. Yeah. First, we should say thanks to Tom. Oh, yeah. Tom's our uber-cooked Patreon subscriber on our top tier. Yep. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Tom. Thanks, Tom. Jump over to patreon.com slash iPotherPod if you want to check it out and join in on all the extra festivities. Yeah. Mm, extra content, some gears coming your ways. Yeah. You could even type in Hypothetical Institute into the patreon.com search bar now. Hey, and it's searchable. Will, it'll actually come up. Oh. We're no longer marked down as a pornographic project. <laughs> <laughs> Robo, no more nitpicks. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, sign up to Luke's Nips, <laughs> <laughs> patreon.com. Uh, so adrenochrome. Yeah. So made popular by Hunter S. Thompson in his book and then the Terry Gilliam movie, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, mm. uh, which I think is where most people know it from. Uh, yeah. I noticed in almost every video I watched on YouTube about adrenochrome, they incorporated the footage from yep. Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Yeah. Where they're talking about it. And because I think it instantly adds a bit of production value yeah. to the video yeah. to include it. Uh, also, probably my least favourite act of the movie because it kind of starts dragging at that point. Mm. Mm. I haven't seen it. Well, it's pretty good. It's one of those things that everyone always raves about, so I'm like, yeah, it, it is. <clears throat> if I'm if I'm honest, it's challenging to watch. Right. Yeah. It's a long. Like it seems long. Right. It's um. It definitely benefits from being 17 and high when you watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, book's good though. I enjoyed the book. Anyway, enough about Hunter S. Thompson. Well, so it's in the book. He talks about going to Las Vegas with 
uh, Oscar Acosta or whatever the, the guy's name is mm. in the book. And um, they get a whole, you know, obviously they've put together quite a stash of drugs, but one of the things that they have is adrenochrome, which, uh, as Hunter notes, the only source for that is from the adrenaline gland of a living human body. Mm. This is like the main source for that, is that bit of the book. Yes. Which So that's that's the main source of the extraction thing, right? That's where that all comes from. Yeah. Is yep. the actual is there actually a compound called that that's not Yes. Yes. Yeah. So yes, it is something in our bodies. So basically it's um oxidized I'm just gonna look it up. It's an oxidized version of, of adrenaline. Um right. I'm gonna get it wrong. Ugh. Like if you don't go out and get your adrenaline up, it gets rusty. Yeah, yeah. Oxidizes. If you're some sort of cooked fifties biochemist, don't at us with the <laughs> results of your uh, yeah. ill-advised experiments. Uh, I don't think I noted it down. Um, basically, what's in an epipen? You know, right. when people uh, have a anaphylactic yeah. shock, yep. um, it's that but oxidized. Right. So it can be created, recreated in a lab very easily. Yeah. Uh, it's used in many, many things. You can. I think you can just buy it online. Fun fact about me. Yeah. I used to get anaphylaxis when I was a kid. Yeah. But when I was a kid, there was no such thing as an EpiPen. So whenever I'd go anywhere, I'd have to take a little bag with me with little vials of adrenaline and syringes and stuff. Yeah. Never had to use it. So there you go. That's pretty much what you were carrying around. Yeah, cool. But I think the thing about Hunter S. Thompson is that like those books and those articles, that's like him sending insane rambling faxes back to Rolling Stone and some poor woman having to put them all together. Yeah, yeah. Like, that, did he even write that? <laughs> um, it's famously embellished. Mm. Uh, he and, and and in the book, the guy, um, his lawyer, gets it. Uh, I th- and also in the movie, he gets it after doing a deal with some sort of pedophile. Mm. Um, so, like, it's clearly something that didn't happen in real life. Mm. Um, and also the fact that it doesn't work. That's well, why it happened. It didn't happen in real life. Apparently in the... Uh, what do you call that thing? Wow, it's definitely 2018. You know, in the, in the uh, disc video version of a movie? DVD? A DVD? Yep, you know, the extras? The com- yeah, in the commentary. audio commentary. Yep. Remember those? Yeah, yeah, of course. They still do those, don't they? Yeah. Not well, as much though, I don't think. Not on a Blu-ray, maybe. Yeah, but you remember... Back in the day, there'd be an audio commentary on a film. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. It's a very, very memorable concept. Apparently, Terry Gilliam didn't even know there was a real thing called adrenochrome. Right. He just thought it was a made-up thing. Yeah. So in the movie, it is made up in the sense that he takes a tiny, tiny bit and it paralyzes him for days. Mm. Right. Um, I All the accounts that I read and all the um, scientific tests that didn't seem to be too... Uh, to rigorous, yep. Um, and then I read some accounts of people on Erawid, which is the drug website where people do their accounts of doing drugs. <clears throat> Take them with a massive grain of salt. Yeah. But all the accounts there said, eh. Or like a massive grain of like drain cleaner or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, they were like, eh, I kind of maybe got a little bit high. Um, one guy like tried snorting crystals of it. The little guy tried injecting it. And like none of them said they had a big crazy trip. It was just like uh, it was a bit lame, really. So one guy injecting what, adrenaline actually have an effect. Well, he said he got headaches for a few days, right? Um, <laughs> and that was it. And like all the sort of all the accounts and all the scientific discussions I saw of it said 
it won't do anything. It would have minor, minor impacts. Um, but if you look at, uh, say, real.video adrenochrome, uh, or even YouTube adrenochrome, <laughs> yeah. you'll find a different story. So if you go to, can you just buy an EpiPen? Can you just walk into a chemist and go, oh, I need an EpiPen? Oh, surely not. Don't know. You better buy one online. Because, like, if you're like, if you just go, yeah, I have allergies or whatever, you're thinking, do you need a doctor's note to buy one? Because if it did anything, surely people would just be rocking in buying EpiPens and fucking jamming yeah, yeah. the next day. <laughs> yeah! I feel like, because you know, like an office should have an EpiPen on hand, right? And like in the, it's the first, aid, the first kit. aid kit, maybe, like a yeah, well prepared yeah. office. But I don't know if, like, that would only be in offices where someone brings in their own. Yeah. Mm. Who knows? So, but like, uh, like office first aid kits aren't allowed to have Panadol in them and stuff. Yeah. So I would assume you can't just have over-the-counter paracetamol. Yeah, yeah, that makes mm. sense. Mm. Um, so the yeah, the cooked version is it needs to be. It just can't be a, a synthesized lab version that you get on an EpiPen. It needs to be from a scared child. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen that famous movie or documentary, Monsters Inc. Yes. Um, <laughs> very similar to that. Right. Uh, so yeah, there's kind of it's. And this has come up recently, all tied in with Hillary Clinton, Pizzagate, Pizzagate, baby eating, all that, all that kind of garbage. Where, um, and it's also, I guess, kind of come up with. Uh, there's been some startups recently that are selling blood, like teenagers' blood that you can inject into yourself. Yeah, wasn't Peter Thiel involved? In yeah, all those? he's into that shit. Yeah. Um, another thing that that science is basically like, mm, I don't think that should work. But um, you know, Silicon Valley guys, actually on the television show Silicon Valley, there's a guy that does that. Um, so like, you know, the cook pizza gate gators see that and go, oh, look at Hollywood, but he's stealing people's blood, adrenochrome. So allegedly, if you scare a child um, and then you take its blood, it's full of adrenaline and then you can use it for your rituals and to be get everlasting life. Yeah. It's got anti-aging properties. Yeah. Now, yep. when I see that, I think to myself, you know, if this blood of a scared child genuinely had anti-aging properties, would not the cosmetic industry be openly lobbying to be allowed to use it? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. It wouldn't be a secret thing. They'd just no. be like, we can market this. Well, like teenagers are, I get the sense that it's starting to become a thing where teenagers are realising that Rich people, rich old people want young people's blood. Mm. Not scared young people, just regular young people. Mm. So they can like sell their fucking blood. But like if it was a real thing, there would be an industry where you go down to the Red Cross and they pop on Friday the 13th. Yeah. And they just suck it out of you while you're watching. Yeah. yeah. And then over at Clarence, they're like, oh, this is perfect. Get this into the <laughs> body lipstick lab. The cosmetic industry, like we've, look, we've been tried, tried to do it with scared animals for years now. It's not working. Um, so, yeah, the top result on Real.Video for Adrenochrome. Real.Video being the crazy white supremacist version of YouTube. Yeah. Uh, was I came across this guy who, Tim Helmsford, I think his name was. He's basically convinced that he's one of these Pizzagate guys that Adrenochrome's everywhere. Um, and he's picked a couple of like famous cases, and he's been doing this for years, where, um, you know, kidnapping cases... And he reckons he's got he reckons he's got evidence that John Bonet Ramsey and all these other famous similar cases have been taken and harvested for their their blood. Right. Um, and there's a 
there's a video of him being interviewed by Vice magazine um, where basically he's recorded the audio of, of them going, hey, you've been doxxed by Anonymous as a result of the Q stuff because he's a big Q fan. Um, and, you know, is there anything to this? And then he just sort of starts going on his rant about blood harvesting and all that kind of a thing. Um, so, yeah, that was my first step, a Q fan. Mm. Uh, he, he was excited to talk about Q because he'd just put um, hashtag Q on his car windows. Um, he's also mates <clears> with <throat> a guy named Cobra the Bounty Hunter who submitted evidence in court. So this guy's been tried with stalking and stuff. Cobra? Yep. No, no so the other guy has. Cobra and, the Bounty Hunter though? Yep. Yeah, nice. um, and so, yeah, there's affidavits in court and it's like so-and-so in brackets, Cobra the Bounty Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this guy's been, I think, charged with stalking and harassment of, of random people, like random lawyers and defence lawyers and stuff that he's convinced are part of the satanic harvesting of adrenochrome. Um, Interesting guy. I think we might have to look at him further down the track. Cobra the Bounty Hunter? Yeah, we'll get on to Cobra as well. We absolutely (laughs) have to. Give that guy a show. Why does Dog Dog the Bounty Hunter get a show? Does he still have a show? I don't know. That's so problematic, eh? Having like... (laughs) Having entertainment of like someone just chasing down criminals and fucking violently apprehending them. Surely that's not okay. Good show Robbo. Yeah. Oh, Plus, shit, I'm sorry. Cops has been around for 25 years. Yeah. Basically doing the same thing. Cops is good, though. Yeah. True that. Cam, what did you find about adrenochrome? Well, when I hear the word adrenochrome, uh, my mind naturally goes to Kodachrome, <clears throat> the Simon and Garfunkel song. Of course. Which, not the film type, laugh if you must. Mm-hmm. But if you actually look at the lyrics, tell me that this isn't trying to massively pill you. Mm-hmm. When I think back on all the crap I learned in high school, it's a wonder I can think at all. And though my lack of education hasn't hurt me none, I can read the writing on the wall. Kodachrome, or alternatively, adrenochrome. Yep. They give us those nice bright colours. They give us the greens of summers that make you think all the world's a sunny day. Oh yeah. I got a Nikon camera. I love to take a photograph so mum don't take my Kodachrome away. But it also has the uh, lyrics, if you took all the girls I knew when I was single, this is not the important bit, <laughs> brought them all together for one night, big mistake. Yeah. You know what you know what those ladies talking to each other, do you, Paul Simon? Yeah. Uh, I know they'd never match my sweet imagination. Everything looks worse in black and white. Controversial lyric because the, uh, the Nikon, either the Nikon people or the Kodachrome people made him change... It from everything looks better in black and white. Oh. As if perhaps he was saying Kodachrome might give you the you know, a nice little thrill or adrenochrome might. Yeah. But uh actually things are better in black and white without seeing them through the prism of being massively high mm. on <coughs> and cooked super LSD. So hang on. Your first point of research was a song about by Paul Simon. About photography. Talk, about photography. <laughs> When I think back on all the crap I learned in high school, it's a wonder I can think at all. Is that not trying to pill you about the education system? A little bit. Anyway, sorry, Robbo. That's just where my mind went when I heard about Chrome. Let me just run these lyrics past you. All right. Me not working hard. Yeah, right. Picture that with a Kodak. Better yet, go to Times Square. Take a picture of me with a Kodak. What's Pitbull trying to say? Yeah, Times Square where you'll note... 
I have clues about September 23 zooming past on the little bloody yeah. electronic billboards. What's September 23? That was the 923. As discussed. He's using the more more modern Kodak rather than Kodachrome. Ah, uh, yep. So he's obviously... So, so wait. I thought Kodachrome, Adrenochrome. Surely I'm not the only person to put this together. Mm. So I looked it up. Yep. Turns out he was. <laughs> yeah. No, I was... Well, I... Was the only person to put this song together with it, <laughs> but I I found someone who was researching adrenochrome, yeah, and child pedophile rings, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, and they'd had the bright idea to go to a website called the CIA Reading Room, mm-hmm. which I think is an actual CIA website where it's like a searchable archive of their public files that you can access. So lots of stuff released through Freedom of Information. Yeah, I mean, the CIA, like, puts out fact sheets. You know, there's, like, the CIA world book that has just facts about different countries. So on the CIA Reading Room website, if you type adrenochrome into the search results, it only brings back one result, which seems a little bit low, given that it's widely used by elites, some of which would, would be CIA agents. Right? Yep. And you know what it says to you? Above that one result? What? It says, sure you didn't mean to write Kodachrome? That's the CIA website saying that. Well, yeah, because they're like, why would you type in Adrenochrome? So what's the difference between the CIA world book and like Encarta? (laughs) (laughs) So if you click on the little link that says, are you sure you didn't mean Kodachrome? Yeah. It brings up a lot more results. Yeah, because about the CIA Kodak, Kodachrome yeah. processing. Yeah, there's stuff about Kodak. and like I think there was just there was some stuff about like just things that were pro- processed on Kodachrome film. Yeah, yeah. it just mentions it in passing in some files somewhere. So, it's... but Robo, it does not say anywhere according to this woman how many results there are. She's like, oh, how many results are? Oh, it doesn't say, but it did say. And you want to know how many results there were? Thirty fucking three. Whoa. Oh. And it also, above the thing where it says... Wait, that, for, for Kodachrome? For or Kodachrome. A, yeah, right. And above the bit where it says there are 33 results for Kodachrome, it said, are you sure you didn't mean Chrome? Right. But she did not notice that either. Okay. Now, I forgot to mention a big part of why I mentioned the guy, Timothy Helmsford. Uh, oh, sorry, Timothy, Timothy Holmseth. He's got a song about uh, Adrenochrome. Right. I'm not going to read the whole lyrics, but um, the, the chorus... Uh, you'll know you'll know them by their symbols. They tic tac toe in the sky, dig tunnels underground, put boxes on towers, make t- strange trumpet sounds. They'll take you far away, put you somewhere all alone, where nobody can hear them raise your adrenochrome. Whoa! Uh, so Timothy Holmes Holmes is a uh, investigative journalist and singer. Right. So he does little songs about. Cooked things. Yeah. So his song referenced Adrenochrome directly and chemtrails and all sorts of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My one was a little more subtle. Mm. Yeah, okay. like you would do if you were programming, doing a bit of predictive programming. Now, of course, you mentioned Monsters Inc., which basically lays out the whole thing. Yeah. Did you see a Monsters Inc. video? I no. I just saw someone in a YouTube comment somewhere saying, "This is what Monsters Inc.'s about." Okay, I've got a whole. Bit of Monsters Inc. gear, so oh well, I'm very excited. I'll just say my bit first, and then you might decide it's not even worth mentioning. Okay, Monsters Inc. Go. Uh, 
it's all laid out, of course, in the film The Polar Express, starring Tom Hanks, who I believe was also recently accused of being part of a satanic pedophile network. Sure. Yep. Uh, it's very clear. You just need to watch the scene where the star falls off the Christmas tree. That star, of course, is the same shape as a pentagram. Yep. There's also, I guess, a critical part of the movie revolves around the pin that holds the carriages together coming loose. Maybe they need to find the pin or something. Mm-hmm. Pin, uh, pineal. Oh, pineal gland, where adrenochrome yeah. comes from. Yeah. Uh, Tom Hanks is always looking at his watch. Twere he Kronos, the god of time. Whoa. Uh, they don't <clears throat> mention why that's significant at all. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Again, like with the, the the 33 woman, I was like, so he's Kronos, the God of Time, aka Saturn, aka Satan. Yeah, yeah. Aka Santa. This yeah. is a movie about Santa Claus. Yeah. But it seems like I'm slightly more cooked than this incredibly <laughs> cooked. <person. laughs> yeah. You're too far down too many rabbit holes. <laughs> so Monsters, Inc., uh, it all centers around the soccer balls. Uh, this person went through that I was watching. Uh a lot of scenes from Monsters Inc. have soccer balls in them because they're in children's rooms. Right. Uh, and they paused pretty much and did slow motion every time a soccer ball was on screen and like pointed it out with a big pointer. Right. Um, and apparently soccer balls look similar to the, like, you know, when you see a drawing of like chemical compounds, and it's like uh, hexagons and shit like that. Yeah. They like overlaid the hexagons of adrenochrome onto a soccer ball. Right. Didn't look anything like it at all. It just happened to be hexagons. Um, like but, the hexagon on Saturn, aka Satan. There you go. Yep. Um, and also, uh, the the glands are on top of the kidneys. Right. What's in Bloody Monsters Inc? Only kids, kidneys. Ooh, probably a lot of knees in there too. Yeah, loads. Um, there's one bit, uh, and it's probably one of the funniest bits in Monsters Inc. Where there's a a gooey monster going through, like walking along the street, and he falls down a grate. Yeah. And slips through and only his teeth and his eyes are left on top yeah, of the grate. Yeah. First time I saw that movie, I just lost it at that. I loved it. In the background, uh, fine art. It's a fine art shop. Yeah. Uh, to these people. Fine art. F art. Yeah, art. Fart. <laughs> but apparently to these people, um, children represent fine art to them, right. to the Illuminati. Uh, and also, we know that kids are stored underground. Where did the guy go? Underground. Oh. He got sucked into the grate. Uh, also, when they're walking in to like they do like a slow motion walk when they're getting to work yeah clock says nine one hand's pointing at nine the other to eleven. Oh, nine eleven. No, they didn't nine eleven not five to nine should be when the time they start work yeah getting there for 9 a.m late um no early they're five minutes early nine Oh, nine and yeah. eleven. Yeah. Um, and then he went into. Oh, you meant eleven past nine. No. So if I can get on time, boys. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he then he started pointing out a movie called Coma. Uh, have you guys heard of this movie called Coma? No. Looks no. pretty cool. Uh, someone got a knee injury and then was like had to get surgery and then got their organs harvested and they worked out. It's like an eighties movie. I think uh, Michael Douglas might have been in it. Right. And so it's a movie about harvesting organs. So it was a really cooked movie. Um, looks pretty cool. He shows snippets of it, but he's like, "Look at look at what they're showing us. They're showing us what the elites do." It's like, well, of course, a movie about harvesting organs is going to show people harvesting organs. Yeah, it's the point of the movie. Uh, and then he started showing scenes from Dragnet, oh, the yeah. one with um, Dan Aykroyd. 
Good movie. Um, and the bad guys in that are the Pagan Group. Uh, P-A-G-N. I can't remember what it stands for. P-A-G-A-N. Um, but there's scenes in that with like Pagan rituals and stuff. Right. It's like, look, at he's showing us these rituals. So of course they are. That's the point of the scene. Um, so yeah, what I got out of that was I really want to see Coma mm, yeah. and watch Dragnet again. There was something I was watching the other day and there was someone, oh, I might have been on Ozark, someone had Dragnet on the TV and you could hear the intro, the, the whole spoken thing. Yeah. The stories are real. The names have been changed. Yeah, yeah. I was on my way down to this precinct this day. You know, it's fucking great. Yeah. That's a battle of God on Adrenochrome. It doesn't exist. No. Well, sort of there was... So the real thing, there was a... What was his name? Abram Hoffer? Maybe. The Canadian biochemist. Oh, yeah. I think I wrote that down. This is like... The real thing of it is... Which wasn't real either. He came up with a theory that uh, schizophrenic people couldn't properly remove Adrenochrome from their system. Right. Mm. And that was the way... That was why they were schizophrenic. And his idea was, well, let's dose them up with bloody niacin. Anyway, all of that completely discredited. So even the real thing, mm. not real. Right. It's just a minor compound that is a byproduct of adrenaline if it gets oxidized. Yeah. Some of the weird videos I watched were like compilations, I guess from like conferences of satanic ritual abuse victims or mm. family members of victims and things. There was one that really stuck out to me. I think her name was Linda Wagner or something. And she was talking about her children being victims of this. I was like, shit. So what, your kids were killed by the sounds of it. Mm. Then you look at her up and she'd like accused her husband of being part of a satanic cult that had been abusing their kids and had kidnapped the children. And then she'd been a fugitive. The children were fine. Right. She was a fugitive for decades. She was wanted for kidnapping. Right. <laughs> and there was like stories in the the press about, you know, the kids trying to find their mum, you know, just wanting to reconnect. Hmm. Like, does anyone see your mum? It's like, well, pop along to a satanic ritual abuse conference. You'll find her right there. Yeah. <laughs> Keynote speech. But it's like, that's not the story you were telling. Yeah. But yeah, she'd gone like mixed up with uh, Bo Gritz, who I'm sure we'll come back to. He was the, uh, one of these guys that was involved in like, I think maybe Waco. Mm. I think he might have been at uh, Ruby Ridge as mm. like the possibly the sort of a citizen negotiator that right. came in to help out to bridge the gap between the Ruby Ridge people and the government. Yeah, right. But yeah, he was a sort of an interesting figure in the conspiracy world back in the 90s. She'd like fallen in with him. It's like maybe... Your advice wasn't so great, Margaret. So Fiona Bartlett also comes up on those conferences. Fiona Barnett? Barnett, sorry. Um, the Australian lady. Yeah. She's been on 60 Minutes. Has she? What was she talking about on 60 Minutes? Um, ritual satanic abuse by the elites. Right. And um, was 60 Minutes treating it? How were they treating it? I think they were treating it as though it happened. I haven't actually seen it. Um, I've seen discussion of it. Mm. Um, but I think maybe we should do that as a separate show one day. Yeah. Yeah. So, but... I watched a little bit with her where she was talking... One of the things she claims is that Kim Beasley's dad mm. was part of a huge satanic orgy slash <clears throat> sacrificial rite that she was at. Mm. Uh, some insane Russian... Her insane Russian gym teacher had taken her along to this. And she watched Kim Beasley's dad and other elites chopping the heads off children. Jeez. Which mm. would... And making them all watch mm. each other kid be executed. 
with a samurai sword, mm. which would make the blood even tastier. Mm. But I was watching like a video with her today, and she just drops in so casually that Richard Nixon was one of the her abusers. <laughs> one of her right. abusers, yeah. Bob Hawke as well. Um, as she's speaking of that, I came across a guy called David Steele, who's a I think he was ex CIA, but he pops up in like Alex Jones and stuff. Um, Good last name. And he says, if you he calls it um, adrenalizing the child mm. by scaring them. But he says, if you adrenalize the child, not just with sodomy. Right. And I was like, it's weird that his mind goes to sodomy straight away yeah. to like scare a kid. There was actually that Linda woman I was talking about. There was an ex-CIA person in that as well. Might be David Steele. I think he no, does. I think this was a different guy. Okay. Because he like rescued her or something or he came along and he's like, oh, I used to be in the CIA. I'll look after you. Yeah. It's like, wow, you were, I don't believe you <laughs> that you're in the CIA. I think you were maybe taking advantage of a woman who was a little bit too gullible. Do we think maybe all the bloody dosing everyone with MK Ultra drugs and acid and stuff in the secret services just left all these cooked dudes wandering around? <laughs> um, the other person I found uh, that's been tied up to a dinner comb was Al Gore. Mm. Uh, apparently. Allegedly, Al Gore was apprehended at an airport with a suitcase full of packets of his own adrenochrome-laden blood. Uh, Alex Jones has claimed this. It must be, must be true. Um, and a couple of other guys, and they've said all high-level bureaucrats and VIPs carry around at least two pints of their own adrenochrome-laden blood at all times. Allegedly, this was rec- uh, reported in the US, in USA Today uh, the, that he was caught with blood. Could not find any evidence of it anywhere <laughs> other than really cooked websites. I also, I'm also curious if all high level bureaucrats and VIPs, at what point. <laughs> Where does that cut off? Yeah. Like, yeah. Or like, say if you're a VIP, so I'm assuming, say, like a pop singer mm. that gets to that level, like a Beyonce and a Jay Z. Yeah. But what happens when you, you dip below that level, as most people like Vanilla Ice, for example? Yeah. You reckon Vanilla Ross is not in the club? He hit the world at his feet and then he just crashed. They took his blood suitcase away. Yeah, and then surely Vanilla Ice would just be like, actually, there's a blood suitcase and I've lost it. Mm. You reckon Vanilla Ice, if they cut him off, would talk? 100% Vanilla Ice would talk. He knows what they do. These people are sick. What's they he got were... left to lose? Yeah, what's he got left to lose? They his... saw what they did to Dime Bag Daryl. Yep, fair enough. <laughs> um... <laughs> Besides the fact that the cosmetic industry would absolutely lobby to just openly take the blood from terrified children yeah. if it had any effect, surely the biggest proof that this is not a thing is that one of the main people they accuse of being in on this is Hillary Clinton, right? Yes. Who looks like she's about to die yeah. at any given moment. That's the thing. They say that she's feasting on the blood of infants and... Gaining eternal life from yeah. it. And also she's horribly sick and going to die at any moment. And yeah. she's using body doubles. <laughs> Can't have it both ways. No. Uh... Guys, I wouldn't mind a bit of a lie down. My little intro to the mattress segment. What yeah, do you that, think? That's good. It's very interesting. 
Yeah. Um, After all that adrenochrome talk. I want to make it clear that this is, you know, on podcasts, they always fucking go on about mattresses. Yeah. No one's paying us to talk about mattresses. Oh, yeah, yeah. And this is tied in. I Actually, I got gear on like affiliate schemes on bloggers and podcasters. Right. And that's really like cooked. Let's start with the, the I guess, the first bit. Yeah. Just so, saying though, I think if Koala approached us about being a sponsor of the show, we should say yes. Yeah. Koala. I, have a, I have a Koala mattress and I bloody love it. Oh, yeah. So I was looking at them. Are they good? <laughs> this is not a mattress head, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're all right. Okay. I think, I think I'm just going to go through tradi- traditional mattress. Anyway. Order a koala, get it in four hours. Four hours? Yeah. That is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Again, this is not an ad. <laughs> I'm genuinely learning this for the first time. So, uh, this stems from a Reddit thread, I think earlier this year. Uh, last year, I think. Maybe late last year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, where someone posited the question, what is the conspiracy theory that you absolutely believe is true? And somebody jumped in with the answer... Uh, I believe that the company Mattress Firm mm. is a money laundering front. I only just got the pun. On Mattress Firm? Yeah, well, you just said it then. Because <laughs> it's, like, it's a firm and yeah. the mattress is a firm. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, carry on. And uh, they went on to explain that uh, they live in a town, I think that had five different Mattress Firm stores. Mm. All in a ridiculously close proximity yeah. to each other. Yeah. Is that the one where all four corners of an intersection had one? I think so, yeah. I think <laughs> there were like multiple cases of basically that. Yeah. Like, kind of like Starbucks when there's a Starbucks across the road from a Starbucks. Yeah. There was a mattress firm across the road from a mattress firm. In the city in Brisbane, there's two 7-Elevens on opposing corners. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is fine. Because that's how, you know, that's how 7-Elevens work. And also like in the Brisbane heat. If I want my bloody Slurpee, I'm across the road. I'm across the road with it. You simply don't want another one. You don't want to brave that that famously crazy Brisbane traffic. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So there are a ridiculously large amount of mattress firm stores in America. Yeah. I think these numbers might are possibly completely made up, but the ratios are about correct. There might be like 130,000 Starbucks stores in America. Hmm. Maybe. And in comparison, there are like 90,000 mattress firm stores. Yeah. Right. If those numbers are wrong, the ratio is about it's similar. There's yeah. like thousands of Starbucks and there's almost as many of these one yeah. particular mattress brand. So so yeah. they, they were like, this is clearly some sort of front. Yeah. And someone's like, oh, uh, yeah. I mean, their parent company has recently been done for massive financial irregularities. <laughs> So that might make sense. Yeah. And then at some point, the person deleted their post from Reddit. Yeah, yeah. So then people, I guess, that information gap was filled pretty rapidly with people going, oh, it's probably money laundering, drugs, uh, child trafficking. And this was about the time of Pizzagate, so that obviously ended up in the mix. Yeah, because the mattress business is ripe for crime. People have traditionally trans you know, kept things in mattresses. That's like an idea that people have in their heads yep. yeah. of hiding something in a mattress. Under the mattress. Dead yeah. hooker. Did, yep. It doesn't really... It's not really a good way to transport drugs or anything. Why not? Because all you have to do is open the mattress. <laughs> if if there was any suspicion that... Like, you might as well just transport drugs in a truck. <laughs> if there's any suspicion <laughs> that there's drugs inside the mattresses... Yeah, but if someone opens a truck... Johnny Lawman opens the truck, 
oh, you're just hauling mattresses here, aren't yeah. you, champ? Yeah. Versus, oh, you're just hauling these keys. Of... Wait a minute. Yeah, all right. But they don't I, just... Well, people don't pull trucks over for no reason, Robbo. Well, I think if they in, were... In your story, they are. With the cattle and drugs in them. If you're going to stash drugs in a mattress, I would think you would do more than just zip the side of the mattress open and put the drugs neatly inside. <laughs> yeah. You'd, but, like, hide them in the spring pockets. Yeah. So they're not visible. A mattress isn't going to give you a huge amount of protection from sniffer dogs. It's going to give you no protection from x-ray. As opposed to what? What are you proposing we transport our drugs in? I propose some sort of, you know... Politically. Politically. (laughs) Politically, I'd suggest that we transport our drugs in like jade statues. Okay. Gaudy gaudy Italian furniture. (laughs) So so the, the famously common ways to transport loads of heroin in the 80s you think that's the way to do it now i would take the cocaine and i would mold it into shapes so the statue itself was made of cocaine okay no one would ever suspect oh well, i was watching border force yeah the other day and they someone had taken a plastic sheet and impregnated all this like heroin or something into the plastic sheet uh, somehow yeah. yeah but it just looked like a clear acetate yeah and it had like a million dollars worth of heroin in it. Jeebus. And it was just like a rolled up piece of plastic. They're like, this is a bit weird. Yeah. <laughs> they cut a bit. They, they really failed in the hiding it because <laughs> they hadn't put it into anything that you should have. Well, you know. You, like you, 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 you'd pack like a vase or something with some plastic and have that as part of the plastic. Yeah. Well, like, you know how you just get like a, you know, like overhead projector sheets. Yeah. Just yeah. like a roll of that. Yeah. It's not uncommon. It's not uncommon to be taking into like the election theatre. Yeah. To deliver yeah. It. <laughs> but like if you're bringing it to the country. You're buying you know, it from like South America. It's maybe a little bit sus. If you've just come back from South America 15 times in the last month. Yeah. It's a bit sus. It's for me wedding. <laughs> um, um, recent joke there. Catch that one. Doesn't matter. Um, I didn't. But, uh, good, good current affairs gear. Good current affairs gear from like two years ago or something. Okay. Um, but yeah, like the way they can actually hide it is pretty intense. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, shooing it up. Yeah. Mattresses. So yeah, child trafficking also like... Money laundering is the big one. Yeah, money laundering was the main one. And there were suggestions that there were some sort of financial irregularities. And because c- we talked about at the s- top of the show uh, that mattresses, you don't buy them that often. No. No. Once seven years. And, you know, most people aren't buying them even less frequently. So why... So many stores. So part of the problem for the mattress firm people was that they couldn't really answer that question honestly. Mm. So there are a lot of articles that sort of, a lot of clickbaity articles that were like, oh yeah, this is a, this popular Reddit thread yeah. is a good thing for an article. Yeah. We already know it does numbers. Yeah. We've worked that out. <laughs> so we just put this in. So we just take the comments from that. But there's a lot of, these articles about it where they're like, we decided to look into what the go was. And then they're like, oh, we couldn't find out what the go was. They wouldn't comment. Because they wouldn't comment. Yeah. So the reason they couldn't comment, and you know, so someone actually did go out and try and work out what the deal was with all the mattress shops. The go is that it's very profitable to run a mattress store that sells like one mattress a day. Because mm. even in the, th- the post, they're like, you know, I go past this mattress store Every day, I only ever see like one person there. It's like, well, that's a very successful mattress store then. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. a mattress costs them $300 to make and then they sell it for $3,000. And if you can sell 30 of them in a month, yeah, you've just made a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. X amount of do- dollars. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, I can't imagine staffing and education 
Well, no, you don't you know, have to. As, as high in these places. You don't have to have that many stuff because you're only selling one mattress a day. Yeah. yeah. Plus, mattresses are quite big, so you couldn't stock many of them in a store. Yeah. So it probably does make sense if there's if you're in an area with quite cheap real estate or quite cheap shop rental, have a couple of stores yeah, nearby yeah. and you can go, oh, we've got one up the road at the other store. Yeah. Because yeah. it's easier to have your stock spread out across a few small stores. So you're essentially treating it like a warehouse nearby. Yeah. Um, the other thing that came up that was an explanation for this was, uh, so predating this thread, there was another story, um, I think it was in Bloomberg, about Sleepies. Uh, Sleepies was a, another mattress firm that had many stores. Um, I think they had 3,600 stores around uh, the US. Um, well, no, 1,000 stores, sorry, but there was like four in Manhattan. So there's heaps. Sleepies everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and someone said, what's with all these Sleepies? Then mattress firm bought out Sleepies plus another like three or four other companies that were right. a similar size. Yeah. So suddenly mattress firm's gone from being one of the, say, 10 people to be like half of it. Yeah. So suddenly they've got all these locations. And, you know, there are, like, if you go to a sleepy head or whatever you've got here, there's probably a similar one in the same area. Yeah. Um, and so if that company bought that company, you've got two. I learned, it was funny because I learned a lot about adrenochrome uh, researching for this episode. Yeah. Also felt like, it, and I felt like I learned too much about it. Yeah. I also felt like I learned too much about mattresses. Right. And I'll be, yeah. really be looking forward to doing this so I can just get it all out of my head. Let's go. So, the other thing about the mattress business, apparently, mm. is that uh, the general concept of you know going into the shop, trying one out, and then buying it online hasn't really hit the mattress industry. Mm. Right. And part of that is because all of the mattresses that they sell in the shops have like their own weird names. Like, essentially, all mattresses are the same, mm. Mm. and they just have different brand names depending on who's selling them. Yeah. yeah like a lot of things yeah yeah, yeah. so that has capitalism <clears throat> that's really stopped the online mattress industry from eating too much into their profits mm. so yeah, you, that's the thing they said they saw one person a day that's all you need yeah, yeah. generally if you're going to a mattress store you're buying a mattress and no one's going to a mattress store not needing a new mattress mm. yeah. Right? yeah yeah just going down just having a look it's not like you're going into trying a shirt and you go, eh, doesn't really suit me. Yeah. If you go into a mattress shop, eh, it's probably fine. Yeah. yeah. About right. Your mattress is probably fucked. Yeah. Yeah. And so, have... so immediately when you lie on one that's not fucked, yeah. hey, this is pretty good. And because they have so many different types of mattresses, you can always find the one you want. Yeah. Again, it's not an ad for <laughs> any sort of mattress store. Yeah. Um, but the other thing is there's also been a... The main people who buy mattresses are newlyweds. Mm-hmm. There's been an increase in the number of newlyweds because there was a decrease during the recession, mm-hmm. uh, and the global financial crisis. Yep. People moving back home, not needing mattresses. Now that that's sort of turning around, I guess, thanks to Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome to Trump's America. I don't know. I just read that apparently more people are getting married, which means there are more mattresses. So there's more call for mattress stores, which is why... They might be popping up. And yeah, like Salty was saying, it makes sense to have a bunch close to each other. But also a mattress, you know, you have a bunch close to each other and they're all like sort of billboards advertising the other ones as well. Yeah, the advertising space um, was one that came up. If you can get cheap real estate. Look, while it does kind of make sense, uh, it turns out this is a terrible business model. 
Um, and as of August 2018, Mattress Firm uh, were exploring bankruptcy. Yeah. Uh, so I think they've they've realised that it's not a good plan. No. Do you think the the rise of the online mattress company is causing that though? Uh is that? I don't know how big it is. Well, I know it because of podcasts. And let's because I've got a bit of gear about online mattress companies. If you want to hear that. Well, my thing was I saw a thing that said you know Americans have not embraced the online mattress. Yeah. I guess because you can't try it out. A mattress is a, one of those products that you want to try before you buy. Mm. But you can, can't you? you? Well, you can... If you buy one online, you can try it out and send it back if you don't like it. Yeah. But who wants to do that? Yeah. Me, I've, if I I've, buy a mattress that I'm going to be laying on for the next seven years and it's shit. I've got a busy schedule. I just want to go in, lie down, ship it to me, baby. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> But there is that rise of the Casper and the in Australia Koala where they come in a... Does it come in a small box? Yeah, it comes in a box and they go... Whoop, whoop. Is that yeah. cool when that happens? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. But when I, I buy mattresses from Ikea, they come rolled up. Even like full spring mattresses. Yeah, yeah. Fully so, compressed and rolled up. Yeah, yeah. So that's, <laughs> so the, great. that's the Casper model. And and then Casper's the most famous one. And, and here it's Koala. Yeah. Um, I do... Let's talk about the online... Mattress conspiracy now. Yep. Do you I'll, look I at that I will just too? say though, we, we've heard about all of these online mattresses from like podcasts. Yeah. If you're adver- if the main area where you're marketing your product is podcasts, is that that successful? Podcasts is a pretty big medium. And they're on big podcasts like a, a Marin or a bloody, I don't know, Never Not Funny. Like they're, they're getting maybe a couple more listeners mm. than us. All the ads I've seen for it have been on Facebook. Okay. Um, but they so they started off. So I guess to to go back to the start of this one, um, there was a guy in the US who was a, a writer, a journalist, and he said to his friend, "Oh, I need to get a new mattress." And I said, "Oh, you should chat to my other friend, Kenny. Uh, he's a mattress reviewer, and he, he's just got all these free mattresses." And this guy's like, "Ah, well, I'm a journalist, so I can't probably take free stuff. But chances are, I'll never write about mattresses, online mattress reviews. So <laughs> it's probably fine. Why not? Why don't I just?" Throw away my ethics just yeah. for one one thing. So he oh, it always starts with one thing, doesn't it, Robbo? Yeah. So he Oh interesting. <laughs> um so then he like he realizes like, hang on, why is this guy reviewing mattresses? Like that's a weird thing. And he kind of gets chatting to other people that, that starts doing it and finding out other people. And a bunch of uni students kind of early on realized that uh, there was no no one doing mattress reviews. And so someone, like one guy that had done a World of Warcraft blog or something like that and and made affiliate links from that, realized he could do the same with mattresses. Mm-hmm. So he started, he built this one called Sleepopolis and he had affiliate links with all the mattress companies. So Casper um, uh, and I think Lisa Mattresses or, mm-hmm. or one of those other ones. Um, and he was giving honest reviews and then a, an affiliate link. And then this started happening with other sites. And the problem was... He gave Casper a really bad review, a uh, shocking review, and recommended Lisa re- mattresses. So when Casper, you Google Casper, the, which is the most prominent one on all the podcasts, you get his website slagging them off. Right. So <laughs> they like tried to take him to court, and there's this whole like back and forward where they set up. I think they had other bloggers doing kind of unscrupulous things where they're throwing tons of money at this person to you know give them positive reviews and put them top of their sites to help this. Um, there was also there was a suggestion that they'd uh, 
hired a firm that had gone out and gotten like dodgy websites yep. to link to his yeah, yeah. website. Right. Which okay. makes Google think, oh, a lot of dodgy websites linking to this one website. Yeah. I Let's can't... take that website down in the rankings. Okay. Well, because they are clearly doing it. I can't remember what that's called, but there is like people that are reputable that will go through and find all the dodgy links linking to your site and take them all down. Yeah. And then there's people that do it maliciously to like fuck up your, your search ranking. But I guess, so this kind of carried on with all this weird... Yeah, there's a lot of back and forth because he accused them of doing that and they accused him of taking money from their competitors yeah. to slag him off. And he accused them of like offering him a huge amount of money to slag the competitors off. Um, and then it kind of came to a head um, when the his website eventually got bought out by like a, a random company. Right. And it had two initials. Um, we joined the company and that company was funded by Casper. So Casper kind of finally got to to buying them out. Yeah. Um, and one of those two initials, uh, he worked out that was the first guy that he bought the original mattress off. So he had ended up owning the... Right. Uh, so he ended up doing this full circle. Um, just Google like online mattress review scam. Gate. Yeah. Gate. Um, really interesting, um, but really, yeah. really suspect. Like, And mm. also strange. And it, I guess it comes back to my first one of how many people need mattresses there are so many stores and how many people need mattresses there's so many review sites everyone needs a mattress Robbo but like how frequently every 7 to 10 years <laughs> but like what is it about the mattress industry that leads to these cooked little scenarios but all, every 7 to 10 years but also as we become more transient as people have to move around from city to city for work they have yeah, to you're not be, always going to ship your mattress yeah, you're not going to mm. carry your mattress I ship my mattress here even though fucking you've really scotched our chances of getting any mattress company to advertise on the podcast, Robo. Big, big mattress. <laughs> We're dead to them. I don't know. We've, we've said nice things about Koala, haven't we? Yeah, kind yeah. of. But the be- well, I think we've cast dispersions on the entire online mattress industry and their marketing practices. Well, I feel like if someone was to advertise with us now, such as a Koala... That would be clear how... <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'd, we'd be, and we'd be genuine towards them. Yeah. Uh, Again, we're not sponsored by Koala. No, <laughs> but if they about, wanted to give me a mattress, I'd take one. Yeah, fuck you, I need one. The thing about the online mattress thing is that they're so much cheaper than a mattress from a big retail store. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because they don't have all of the overheads of, you know, having to take all the drugs out before they sell them to you. <laughs> or the dead children's bodies. <laughs> um, the other one I, I came across was in the UK, it's pretty common for uh, people to go around selling stodgy second-hand mattresses that they've found at the dump right. repackaging them in nice packaging door-to-door and they'll say um oh this hotel down the road bought too many mattresses yeah. you want to buy one and it looks like it's brand new yeah and i get your money and they leg it and you open it and <laughs> open it's the plastic and it stinks of soiled <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh is that a popular crime uh like it's popular enough to like i read this in the bbc um devon and Somerset Trading Standards said it had received 20 complaints about mattress scams in the first half of 2014. Oh. 213 mattresses that failed fire safety tests. So getting them like dodgy ones from dodgy countries and then repackaging them like that. Yeah. I mean, they're all probably from dodgy countries, but these are just the offcuts or whatever. Can I just say to the people of the United Kingdom, of Great Britain and Ireland, mm-hmm. the home of the blag. Yeah, only fools and horses. Classic. Don't bloody get tricked by door-to-door people selling things that are just, oh, oh, I've just got this bloody uh, radio, this stereo, haven't I? Just fell, uh, they fell off the back of the truck. 
You want to buy a second-hand stereo? It's just it's it's brand new. Um, you want to buy a second-hand mattress? Promise it's not come from the tip. I've got some good back of the truck gear, which I'm going to save for the Patreon. So uh, stay tuned for that. Don't buy a mattress off some geezer. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's. I mean, you don't know it was a geezer. He's the... probably like I don't even know what a geezer is, but I don't think you know. You'd send around not like, off some you're... spiv, not off someone with their hair slicked back. Yeah. What about a chav? And big triangle. What about a chav? Bloody collar. Can I buy one off a chav? You can't buy. No. Don't buy it off a chav either. Okay, a Liverpudlian. Oh. Uh, that's just someone from Liverpool. Okay. <laughs> Here's the triangle of people you should be buying your mattresses from. Up at the top, the cheap online retailer who yeah. are cutting out the middleman and saving you money. Like but koala. we just found out they're dodgy though. Except Koala. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then the next tier down is the big box mattress stores that are ripping you off with their colluding on their prices and you know not naming anything and the same. Money laundering. Yeah. And then at the very bottom of the list of people you should be buying a mattress from is some spiv that comes door to door with a van. I don't know what a spiv is. I feel like it could be a racial slur somehow. I think it's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> don't buy a mattress from a geezer. Yeah. There was a shop in Queensland called Macon Mattresses. I don't know if you have it here. That was like a factory where they sold cheap mattresses because they just made them there. It was like a factory. Oh, that's pretty cool. They would make them there and just sell them out of the warehouse. Mm. Oh, I'm way more into that. That could be yeah. like, I'd love to do that more than a fancy... How much was a mattress from making mattresses? Oh, I don't know. I never really looked to get one. But when I did look, it was cheaper than like going down to bedshed or whatever. In my mind, it was like, it's like build a beer where you go and you customize it. You might put a cool little jacket on it. Yeah. Push a button and it might say something. Put a little AFL yeah. fancy on it. <laughs> Good night, Luke. Thanks, mattress. <laughs> oh. Any other mattress gear? No. No. I feel like we've got some good consumer advice in this episode. Yeah. It's a weird world of mattresses. Okay. Someone go down to Franco Cozzo and try and buy a bed. Oh, so there's that, that famous Australian one. Yeah, so we did... I think we mentioned this in a previous episode and it was one that I edited and I'm fairly sure I either edited it out or I edited the guts out of it. Right. Because Just because of the... Allegedly. Just because of the phrasing. <laughs> Politically. Politically. Yeah. Well, the, phrasing who? The way it was phrased by us was problematic. Was it? Oh, you just you need to be a little bit careful when you're accusing someone of crimes. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> so there is a. <laughs> so just say politically after everything. Politically. <laughs> There's a conspiracy theory slash urban legend in Melbourne. About, yeah, it's more of an urban legend. Yeah, yeah. About Franco Cozzo, whose son, I think this is where I had to cut around. His son was uh, involved in some sort of drug, drug importation. Okay, yeah. yeah. But uh, and I think that's where this all. Sp- Bourne's from, is it? Yeah. Or did that... Did, no, I, I think I read a thing that said that popped up and everyone was like... Oh, yeah. Oh, that leads a bit of cred- credibility to that old bloody urban legend about the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whichever way it happened, there's an urban legend, unconfirmed politically, yeah. <laughs> that uh, Franco Cozzo's store, which you never see people in... No. no, you do. It always looks Well, close. I don't know about the one in Brunswick, but the one in Footscray, I've never seen it, a person in there. I've always... never seen a piece of furniture move. <laughs> no, there's the same wavy bed head has been in there yeah. <laughs> for at least four years. Yeah. But the conspiracy theory is that uh, his late night ads, which are famous in Melbourne, because what is it? Does it Footscray, Grand Sale, Grand Megalo, Megalo, Megalo. Yeah. Uh, those ads, which are like on sort of intermittently. Yeah. I guess during like. 
Late at night. <laughs> late, at, late at night. They put on during cheap advertising rate yeah. hours. And they're not always on. I guess they put on at whatever time the, their machine learning algorithm is determined as the best time of year mm. to buy gaudy Italian furniture. Yeah. Or it's just whenever they scrape enough, yeah, enough yeah. cash from selling yeah. one gaudy Italian bedhead. Yeah. So since I've I've been in Melbourne now three and a bit years, mm. and I have seen them on TV since I've lived here, mm. so they do still go to air I've now. I've never then. seen it, and and like the same language that everyone parodies, same. Yeah, he runs them. He speaks like Greek, Italian, and English in them. Right. I've yeah. never seen them. We'll bang it on YouTube in a minute. Oh, uh, no, I kind of like, I want to find them on later on my, uh, my TV. You probably and won't. I don't know. A little bit of magic. But yeah. the fury is that the ads are not being run to move more. Wavy bedheads. Wavy bedheads and armoires. <laughs> They're in fact code for to let the, his drug dealing partners know that the latest shipment is in. Mm. Which it's not a good system. No, I, I feel like we can debunk this within seconds. Just Why re- would you? <laughs> <laughs> Why would you pay for ad time? So it's a system that's really reliant on the drug trafficking partnership. Like the other people in the partnership always watching late night TV. And then, oh, right, there's an ad. Let's yeah. go. Rather than just being like sending them a text message, ringing them, paging them, putting, maybe putting a flag in the shop window, moving the wavy beard head out of the window. Maybe they've got a little like hoot sweet alert for like Franco Gozzo because someone will see it late at night and be on Twitter going, hey, grand sale, grand sale. <laughs> I saw the ad. Bing, there we go. All right. It, it's also- Sorry, I've ter- you just. Repilled me on the Franco thing. <laughs> also, also, if he because the theory was he was bringing them in and all his furniture and his mattresses probably, and also his bedheads, and then so in this case he's the top down supplier. Mm. So he's con- his contacts in the scenario are like three people at max. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you're going to get the main guys in each suburb. So he's not going to want to broadcast out the world. It's not like he is the street dealer where he wants people to come in off the street and buy drugs. Yeah. Now I've been unpilled. Oh, here we go. <laughs> if the idea is that he's bringing them in in his shipments of furniture, how many shipments is he actually bringing in? Mm. Not that many. Because none of them sell any furniture. furniture. <laughs> yeah. Well, someone on the, th- the, the thread on whatever, I don't even know if it was Reddit, something else. Bigfooty or something. Someone, yes. <laughs> Just Commodore's forum or something. Someone was saying, oh yeah, I was driving past his store the other day and there was a truckload of furniture going in the back. He's like, but I'd never, I've never seen a piece of furniture come out of there. <laughs> so what's, where's it going? Um, I just remembered, and I've never never put these two together. We had the same rumor in my small town uh, about about a family of like bogans that every time they had a cortina for sale in the front yard, <laughs> which was frequently <laughs> they were selling drugs. Yeah, right. Um, the Fowler family. Politically, I, yeah. I don't want to accuse them of anything. I didn't think they were drug dealers, to be honest. They were just like a weird bogan family. Yeah. Little scumbag kids getting into fights all the time and selling cortinas. Well, there was there was a local guy in Wyala as well who owned every business. Yeah, and I right. was like, oh, that's one of his businesses. I'm not going to name him because he's in politics now. Mm, politically. <laughs> politically. <laughs> he is politically. And he, got, I think he got in trouble recently about his politics too. I've said where he's from. Everyone knows what I'm talking about Tom Antonio. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was like he owned everything in town. It's like, who is this guy? Right. Just this, you know, he owned the electrical store. He owned this other store. He owned all this big, long strip of shops. It's like, what's going on there? The, um, I guess one final note. 
all of this reminded me of, uh, you know, like the 24-hour florist on, I think it's on Brunswick Street? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that yeah. Every, everyone always thought was a front for some sort of drug trafficking yeah. enterprise. Yeah. Did you see the other day it turned out that it was? Yeah, yeah. Really? And, and yeah. I I was an ardent defender of that place. People were like, why would you need a 24-hour florist? I'm like, it's many reasons. Yeah. There's, well, one reason. Deaths. Are bloody blokes. All oh, right, deaths and deaths. Yeah, yeah so we'll say last minute, or late night. Oh shit! Someone's really sick. We need to go to hospital. They've died. Uh, Come back from the airport. They one, sell flowers at hospitals. Yeah, but not twenty four seven. And one in a in a big town, or I think there's two in Melbourne. Made made sense to me. Sure, yeah, blokes stuffing up. Yeah. Also, the, night shift workers. I feel like yeah. All right, maybe I feel blokes stuff up twenty four hours of a day. There's always a need to bloody placate a woman, isn't there? Oh, Jesus. Uh, I don't know if I'm comfortable with this. You've been out driving the town because your missus kicked you out. <laughs> oh, What's perfect. that light on up there? Oh, I better get her some bloody flowers. Yeah. And a little bit of ice for myself. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I admittedly will eat my words to anyone that I've said in the past. Nah, it's no. not a front for drugs. Turns out it was. Yeah. Turns out we should have been stopping in this whole time and getting drugs. Is mm. it still there? Have they stopped the drug thing and now they just sell flowers? Yeah, he got arrested. Yeah. Because I think he got chased back to there or something. It was <laughs> like, right. Wasn't it like a big sting where they, they worked out the secret? Right. They just followed him to it or something? <laughs> if people want to find us, Robbo, they can do so on all sorts of mediums. We're on Twitter at twitter.com slash hypothepod. We're on Facebook where you can leave us a heart emoji on the episode post. We're on iTunes where you can leave us a review. We're on Patreon where you can join a bunch of cooked people in getting some cool badges, buttons, etc. Mm-hmm. As well as exclusive Patreon content every week. You can find me at Ale of a Time, uh, aleofatime.com and buy my book still in stores. Keg Bottle Can makes a great gift. Or if you want to learn a bit more about beer... And have a few lols along the way. Pick it up. It's a great book. Check it out. I bought it. I'm going to buy it. Uh, oh, did you buy it? No. Oh. I'm going to buy it. Fuck, wait a <laughs> Sorry? I'm going to buy it. Oh, cool. As a, oh, I will buy it. I'm going, you don't to, have to. I'm going to buy it as a belated Father's Day gift. Oh, so when you were saying last week... I don't know where my dad is. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. When you were saying last week, Cam, that for anyone that's like a bad son that's forgotten their Father's Day gift... Yeah. You were directly referring to yourself. I haven't forgotten about it. It's just... You said it happened. I forgot to get it before, but I would already been planning on getting it. Okay. Like, it's perfect Father's Day gift. It is. Anyway. So now he's like, his dad knows what kind of beer to drink so that when he crashes drink driving, he can use his previous year's gift to slice his seatbelt off and get out of the car. Oh, yeah. I got my dad a bloody seatbelt slicer. Right? I was so confused. No. Here's the thing, right? I bought my dad... This is something that everyone should buy. Yeah. It's a seatbelt slicer slash windscreen puncturer. Yeah. It's a little handy tool. You can just have handy in your car if you happen to go into a dam or something and you need to get out and you can only sort of half remember that from one Mythbusters episode where they um, talk about how to get out of a sinking car. Yeah. Hold your breath. Relax. Wait till you're fully submerged. Mm. But also, slash your seatbelt with the seatbelt slusher. Mm. Puncture your windscreen... With a windscreen puncture mm. and get the heck out of there. Yeah. This episode's sponsored by <laughs> random stuff off Wish. <laughs> nah, this is a really good thing to get for someone that you care about. Yeah. Well, he got one from your dad. Oh, what's this? 
why would I ever need this? It's like, well, you drive past a lot of dams, dickhead. Just take the gift. <laughs> All right. And next year when I buy you that beer book. Yeah. yeah you okay. might need it. Uh, Salty. Salty. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me at Saltmarsh on Twitter and Instagram and Andrew Saltmarsh Illustration for art stuff and check out Toehider on all the socials and Patreon and stuff. Cam? Just got the bike of president that would literally save his life. Oh, what's this for? <laughs> it's for so I still have a dad, mate. I don't want to be like salty. <laughs> Cam, where do people find you? I don't think people want to find you after you that. You can find me at Autobahn, sort of stalking <laughs> your aisles angrily. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, twitter.com slash sexenheimer. Uh, and gather around me on Facebook and iTunes for the podcast. Thanks, babes. Thanks. Bye. Don't worry about a thing. Except if all our world leaders are alien reptilians. I said don't worry about a thing. Except maybe the fluoride in our water supply contains mind-altering drugs. Except whether or not Port Arthur was a false flag operation in which to disarm Australia. I said, don't worry about a thing. I accept. You can definitely hear John Lennon say, I buried Paul at the end of Strawberry Fields forever. Ooh, don't worry about a thing. Except not only did Bush do 9 11, but he also keeps the planes out in Area 51, which. Let's not forget where all the aliens are. Don't worry about a thing. Except Donald Trump is clearly a woman and you're just blind if you can't see the what did you